X hashtag and X Manchester City player. X hashtag. It's important for us that we go out there and we make friends. Friends? Support network. Don't I don't we? want to make friends out there. And there was a couple big flash floods out there, which I think we've got a warning. We could have something similar whilst we're in TST. Not now. As but now, I would but, yeah. love to have played. Laughing. Because I've seen you strike the ball. <laughs> Look at Rooney. He's a pudding. Like, I'm scared for the people at TST. There will be a million dollar goal scored. Someone could be you. Get you me nervous? on a plane, get me on a plane right now, right now, I'm ready. We've got goals to back and no time to lag. Up the tags. Hello, welcome back to Untagged. A different host today, Spencer here. How are you guys? Thank you for your support. All series. This is the final episode of our first ever series of Untagged. Uh, thank you for listening and watching wherever you get it. I'm joined by PK, of course, he's a regular, but for the first time, on Untagged, the manager, Jay Devereaux. We've got lots to get through, guys. We need to unpack whether we're going to win a million dollars. What do we think? How do we feel? PK, you've, you've had a training session now. Yeah. You've talked about it on our podcast and things like that. You understand, I think, the rules. Yeah, you confident? I, I, yeah, I get the rules. I just got to make sure I don't come on too early because I was doing that when we... Because, you know, when you come off... You know, when you come on, if the player ain't off yet... You get a red card. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? I mean, it's not a red card in the traditional sense because someone else can come on instead of you, but you'd be out of that game. And I think the yeah, game and after. And you get suspended, yeah. Imagine that, yeah. getting suspended and missing a game because you came on the pitch too early. I got eight red cards in the training session. Well, you've actually got the worst discipline record ever in the history of Hashtag for one season as well. Come on. Well, <laughs> <laughs> the record no one wanted. Um, there's those other rules to talk about. One other thing I want to let you know as well, they've just announced from the TST headquarters that they've signed a deal with Peacock in the States. So they're going to be uh, broadcasting over there in America. That's part of NBC, of course. But in the rest of the world, it's going to be live streamed on YouTube uh, on the Goal channel. But more importantly, on Hashtag's channel, we're going to have our own game. So you haven't got to go anywhere else to see Hashtag play. You can watch us live on this very channel um so we're also going to find out a bit more about who else is joining the squad for this trip as well because there's a few additional names we've already released the squad you guys have probably seen it on social media but we're actually going to be meeting them in this video for the first time of course i'm talking about the goalkeeper alexis andre who's been playing the national league prem this year and he's going to be joining us uh also got jacko joining us as well two goalkeepers that that are going to be helping us over there and of course jack downer um street panner if you're not familiar, the world champion. You were at training when he came down, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, I've worked with him before as well. Of course. Yeah. You know what he's capable of. Crazy. He I'm could be a good I'm addition. I'm scared for the people at TST. I am as well, but that's... Do you think they're scared of us? That's my first question to you guys. Where do you rank us in the overall conversation, Devs? Like, we've seen a lot more from other teams now, haven't we, about their squads and their preparations. It's, un it's all unknown, isn't it? I mean, I'm even... I've been watching some of these untagged and we've got this player playing for us. It's PK Humble. and His character. Honestly, he sounds unbelievable. <laughs> I, that based on I what cannot he wait to watch him play because I've been working with Percy Kiangabeni all season. And what, what do you think of him? Well, this PK Humble sounds better. <laughs> That's going to be on my Did top. Did I get your name right? Yeah, PK Humble's right. No, uh, the, uh, your real name. Oh, Percy Kangabeni. Yeah, yeah, you always say it, right? Yeah, I thought so. On, on, have you seen the TST website uh, yeah. on, on PK Humble? Is there a bit about you, is there? Yeah. What's it say? X hashtag and X Manchester City player. X hashtag? Oh, no, not X, sorry. <laughs> Newsflash. Yeah, it does. I updated it. <laughs> you updated it? Yeah, yeah. You Did took you... it off? <laughs> no. Well, Manchester City. I put City. the X in. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, wow. Did you, does that mean on your form you filled out, you said you played for Man City? Uh, yeah. And they've just gone with it? They've gone with it. So they don't now, do their fact-checking over there. So now they are, everyone's scared. They think I was playing under Pep Guardiola. <laughs> That's where you learned it all. 
No, no, I learned it from the gaffer. <laughs> I learned it from the on gaffer. that, how do you? Because every player has a different opinion, don't they? Like how they how they cope with different versions of football. Like how mm. do you feel about yourself as a seven aside player? I play all black pre-season. I always play sevens. But you're going to start talking about cage football, aren't you? Yeah. You're not playing in a cage. No. It is cage all I'm hearing football. is you and they think, oh, you play cage football. But that is not in a cage. That's cage football. But cage football is not cage it's football. It's a pitch. Is... It's a pitch. No, but when I play cage, so listen to the rules I play when we play cage football. Okay, you're not allowed to. None of these you're not allowed. Relevant. You're not allowed to let the ball go out of play. So I could, someone can come and put pressure on me. I'm not allowed to show the ball out of play. So I'm always keeping the ball in play. It's not like bouncing off the walls and stuff. Yeah. And then obviously you can't go back to keeper. Like you have, so I'm being made to play under pressure. I don't know what rules AT plays, but the cage that we play is everything stays in and you can't go overhead high. So, so but those low. rules are different to TST. Yeah, they're they're really different, different from cage to cage. Do you like go to a, yeah, different cage? You, you go to another cage and it's like a different yeah, different atmosphere. rule, different atmosphere, different concrete. Because like, you know, like concrete Boca River Plate type vibe. Yeah, it's it's not every football stadium's not the same. Oh, that's correct. So every cage is not the same, but it's obviously different rules to TST. But we're still playing essentially seven aside or like seven aside, five aside. We've completely different rules. We've completely different rules, but right. the tempo. Yeah. It's similar. Yeah. And, and, the, and the decision making as well, like, because you've got a tighter pitch. But yeah. then again, I reckon the pitches you play on in cage football are smaller, smaller than the TST pitches, aren't they? Yeah. They're quite big. So that, that works in our advantage. Because the goals are the same size? Nah. Goals are smaller. Goals are, all, every cage so got different games. This is completely Complete different. different game, basically. Yeah. Nah, it's playing under pressure. It's, like, it's playing under pressure. That's the only good thing. Well, right. I'm basically saying we're playing under immense pressure. So in that space, I shouldn't lose the ball. We'll quote you on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, Devs, before we go on further about TST, I want to ask you. Are they filming training? Sorry. <laughs> did you get oh, did you get my goal? I'll get your goal. Yeah, you got you my got goal. You. They got my goal, innit? Yeah. You don't want to be going that. 1v1 against Jermaine, though, do you? Nah, nah, no chance. No one does in TST. <laughs> who no, do you no think? I've asked Devs this question, but who do you think from our squad is best equipped for TST? 1v1? Or just for TST rules in general? Jermaine. I Jermaine. think he's the fittest in the team. And he's like the most like agile and electric yeah so he i feel like even like the 1v1 situations that i don't see him getting tired no i don't see him getting we never tired. have really ever jack in the box and yeah He's you're in the box. Sit still before we go on more about tst devs obviously we've watched i'm sure you've watched a lot of the uh the untagged episodes and seen pk and obviously you've been managing him all year you see him in the changing room but have you got any thoughts or comments on his on his things he's been saying in here i, I think you might have come up in conversation a few times uh well, as I said earlier, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, speaks a good game. <laughs> Two different people. No, I'm, 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 I'm confident. Oh yeah, I'm confident. Are you confident? Because when you did the TST uncaged episode, uncaged, uncaged, <laughs> uncaged that's what we could call uh, <laughs> TST. Actually, we did the TST untagged episode. You found out about not being able to do slide tackles for the first time. Yeah, that upset me. That upset that ups you. That upset you do me. slides in the cage football then. Nah, you don't do you don't do slides in the cage because obviously that will leave you with nine degree burns. But um, like you do standing tackles. Nah, actually, nah, you, you sometimes nine, slide nine degrees, <laughs> three times worse than third degree burns. Really bad. Yeah, you're finished. Even sliding on the Astro, Len Salomon Stadium. That's six about degrees. Yeah, yeah, six degrees, six five on a cold day. Oh, right. But yeah, there's there's no sliding because it's grass. Like when I'm on grass, I just want to slide for no reason. Like, I just get the urge to slide. Especially if it's nice, nice wet. Yeah. But yeah, it is grass pitches out there. Like um, a kid at a wedding. Yeah. But we, one thing I, I do want to mention, because I actually had the benefit of going to this actual exact place we were going to last year when I was doing this baseball project. And it was not even in June. It was in 
uh, April when I went and it was so hot. It was in the 30s every single day Celsius. And there was a couple of big flash floods out there, which I think we've got a warning. We could have something similar whilst we're in TST. But we're expecting like 30 degrees heat for our games. First game we play and we don't we know who we're playing. We know the groups. We're going to talk all about it in this video. Um, is at midday. The heat. Yeah, how are you going to cope with that? Well, I, t I don't know. I've been reading the rules and just for the bench, the benches, the stuff. There's a rule: no hats. Is that a rule? No, no hats, hats on the bench. Me and Keith are in big trouble. <laughs> get the suntan lotion on. Big trouble. Big time. We get. They say no umbrellas. We could have an umbrella. We might. Now. <laughs> It'll Steve McLaren jobby. Um, yeah, that's a good show. But yeah, have you had much experience playing in those sort of temperatures? Yeah, Barry. Barry. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> well, you didn't play that long at Barry. Did you? Set off. That's his excuse. He's up. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not a fan. I'm not the fan of the heat. I feel like my game's probably obviously my game's gonna be up what the gaffer tells me to make it, but I would really like to be the deep lying playmaker in this kind of situation, in that heat. Based on, That's not based on your skills, based on the heat alone. Both, both, a bit of both. <laughs> but, but don't you wear gloves because you don't like the cold? Yeah, but I don't. So what, I, what, what, what is your kind of optimum temperature then? Mild. 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 Not 15 degrees sort of thing. 15, 20, 20, 20. 20 with a bit of wind, with a little just... A light breeze. Light breeze. So it's and a fair it. weather player, basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm at a fair, fair weather, fair trade, everything fair. That's what I believe in. I'm a big advocate for fairness. Good to know. Good to know. Let's hope you don't, well, even though you've got the worst discipline record in the history of hashtag. <laughs> um, if you don't know about TST, guys, hopefully you've seen some of the videos we've already made about it. It's not just the videos on our channel. There's some great stuff going on, on TST platforms. Loads of the other teams taking part. But let me give you a quick recap. So it's a 32-team tournament. It's exactly like a World Cup. You've got eight groups of four teams. Only two teams from each group make it out the groups. Then it's straight up knockout football from there. The big twist, though, is the winning team gets a million dollars. Second place gets nothing. It's very cruel. And yeah, it's obviously for us, a million dollars would be a game changer. It's taking place in Cary, North Carolina between the 1st and the 4th of June. Get those dates in your diary. We play two games on the 1st, our first two group games. Then we play our third group game uh, in the morning or the midday again, I think, on the second day. That could be our last game. If we get knocked out, we'll be done after three games. If not, we'll play our first knockout game later that day, which means we'd have played four games in two days. Then we'd have up to two more knockouts the next day. If we're still in the tournament then... It means we've made the final, which is on the 4th of June, just one game that day for a million dollars. And crucially, the format of this tournament, and there's lots of clever little rules they've added in there, means that every game ends on a goal, uh, which also means that there will be a million dollar goal mm -hmm. scored. Someone, could be you, PK, will score a goal worth a million dollars. They always talk about the playoff final in England, the championship being the biggest game in football, 100 million pounds, but it doesn't end on a goal necessarily. It ends on a full-time whistle. These games are going to have that moment. It's so American, but I love it, I have to say. Uh, two 20-minute halves. Um, uh, we, we've been doing training. Obviously, you guys yep. have seen some of it in these episodes. It's relentless, right? Yeah, it's brutal. I think, obviously, it is a lot milder over over here yeah. for us at the moment, and we're training for an evening. Um, I, it won't, it's, I think the pace we've been training at probably won't be sustainable, and that's something that we've got to work on, and we, we, we're training later later tonight and, and we'll we'll look at that because I think the teams are and this is where the kind of the the real kind of we've got ex World Cup winners, you know, that level, that elite yeah. player, yeah. they they'll be able to keep the ball for, for for fun. It's about getting the right balance for us because we won't necessarily have the quality of the other teams, but I expect us to be have, have more energy. 
How does that feel as a player for you, PK? Because, you know, we're going to talk about some of the teams and some of the players taking part. And it literally is from the very top of the game in terms of, mm. you know, World Cup winners, you know, Champions League winners, multiple league winners across the world, high level professionals. But those guys that come under that category are at least one year retired, in some cases, 10 year retired. Um, we're an active football team, mm. albeit, uh, you know, and what well, this season has been the eighth tier of men's football in, in England. So, I don't think I'm doing anyone a disservice when I say we aren't the best talented footballers going, but we have something different, don't we? We have the fact that we're a team, mm, the fact that we're hopefully in good condition. And I think personally, as someone who runs the club, the fact that that money is going to literally change a club's fortunes and the fans' fortunes, all the things associated with the club, rather than, you know, just going in someone's pocket and then never hearing of that team again, which could well happen with some mm. of these teams that have been created for TST. So, how do you feel of all those things combined as a player? I feel like we, we're going to have like a different kind of motivation and a different kind of drive than any other team in the tournament. But obviously, if that can resonate and come to fruitations and make us win, that's another kind of conversation. But I feel like we definitely, everyone's so up for it. And the fact that we've been training on the dimension of the pitch, I don't think anyone else is doing that. And like we're actually... They should be, they should be. Mm. I mean, it's stupid if they're not. But I don't know, maybe because like people are from different places and they're just getting makeshift guys and putting them all together. It might not even, it probably, it probably won't work. Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be guys out there who have played in these, you know, bigger, bigger kind of situations than this. We're, yeah. we're I think we come from it from a, a point of we're really privileged to be there for yeah. a, a team at the level that we're at and, mm. you know, the players the level that they've played, been used to playing at and what the opportunities they'd normally get, this is far beyond anything you would get from, from that. And um, we're going to have a lot of people there watching. A yeah. lot of tickets are sold out already in a nicer arena where the games are taking place. I think f f for me, it's got to be, you know, you, you guys have really got to look at this like exactly what Dev says, as an unbelievable opportunity to to be involved in a ultimately a top-level football tournament, you know, even though it is your off-season. Mentally, we've got to make sure all our players are just absolutely in that mindset of coming here to win. Because I definitely believe there'll be players in other teams that don't have that yeah. mindset. You know, the nature of this tournament is that you have to buy a spot to be in it, right? So it's like a poker game. So mm. teams, some of the players even, will be financially out of pocket for being there, right? I and mean, it's not just buying your spot in the in the tournament. That's also paying for your flights and your hotel and all the other costs that come alongside it. Mm. So I don't think there's any reason why most players won't come like as aggressive and as competitive as anything you've ever played in. Because think of the most competitive games you've ever played in. Even take it back to like the game against Sudbury we had this year in the league, which was such an important game. It wasn't a million dollars on the line, nowhere mm. near. And, mm. and, they, and we're not talking about Man City winning Champions League and Man City getting whatever they get for winning the Champions League. We're talking about the players in most cases, sometimes picking up that paycheck if they've been the ones that have paid for the spot. So they're really motivated. So we've got to make sure we match it. But it's fascinating, isn't it? Because that motivation can work for you or against you. It depends 100%. on how it's, how it's channeled. channeled. You know, you, you look at those that are, if you, if you say less motivated for, for want of a better, better phrase, it might be, make it easier for them because they're just playing, you know, the game rather than the, the, the situation and, yeah, and, yeah. and the prize. So I think it's just, it's so exciting to be part of, you know, the, the first one and we, Really, we're going into it with a bit of an idea, but really not knowing what it's going to be. No, it's going to be some amazing I, surprises. Yeah. I think we've got forty odd games the first two days, and I think I, I think it would be surprising if a team stacked with big names 
wins it. Yeah, I, I think, agree. I, I think it's going to be, you know, you, well, you know we're an and joking with you about the cage football stuff, but these kind of there's going to be you know an element of street football out there that yeah, the futsal players is going to be yeah. yeah that could just be mind blowing. There's a couple of teams I've got my eyes on that have gone out and recruited really interestingly, not necessarily names like you say, but players that just understand the format format and have played yeah. so many games of football at this sort of style. So um, with that in mind, if you didn't see the video when we released our squad, we'll put it on the screen now. You can see who we're taking. It is ultimately a, a, mostly a combination of first-team men's footballers from our, our 11-a-side season with a few special guests yes. in there. Uh, obviously, Jacko. So James Philp wasn't available in goal, so we've gone with uh, Alexis Andre, who's uh, playing National League goalkeeper, played against Wrexham, Notts County, etc. this year for uh, Maidenhead. And along with Jacko, we called him back in, so our two goalkeepers. And then we've got, as we mentioned, Jack down, down at AK Street Panner. Um, uh, Farais Ngano as well, back in the mix as well. He hasn't played for us this year, but he's obviously a legend at the club. And then it's a load of guys that, that mm. basically played for us this season. And then other rules we haven't mentioned yet. There's no throw-ins, it's kick-ins, there's no offsides. Uh, keeper can't just lob it up the pitch. You know, he's got he's to bounce a certain amount of times. Roll-on, roll-off subs, as you mentioned, have got to be done the right way. You can't just run on or else you will get penalised. How have you found the boys like, adjusted to the rules during training sessions? I think the biggest, the, the single biggest challenge has been the substitutions. Yeah. Because really? they're so keen to come on the pitch and say to them, no, you'll be set. It's a, so the player coming, so there's a there's an area in which subs have to come on from. Yeah. Which I think, was, I'm assuming, will be like halfway line. There's like a, but that is a normal areas. rule in 11 side football too. Yeah, kind of. But you're doing it through a, through an official, yeah. aren't you? You know, and it's it's slow. Do, the do game, you think the there'll be an official but there? The game, yeah, there will be to monitor it, but the game stops. Yeah. 11 aside, doesn't it, for a substitution? Okay, so this is not going to stop. Got it. The game's still playing. So, but the player coming off the pitch, both feet have to be off the pitch. A bit like hockey, isn't it? Before NHL. you can step mm -hmm. on. And, it, they, and you know, word is they're going to be really strict on it. So, I'll be interested to see how strict because if there's a lot of teams making mistakes in those first few games, are they literally going to start dishing out red cards? I think they probably will because of the fact it's not really a red card. You know, it means someone else can come on. But, but it does it suspends them for the next game. So yeah. it's. Yeah, but it does, it, it, and then you get. I don't it. know. Is it going to be? It's a bit like when you watch the World Cups, and they have a that, 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 a thing they focus on, and yeah, it yeah, was yeah. like was it, it was penalties, fouls from set pieces, wasn't it in the World Cup before last? And all of a sudden, there was like hundreds of penalties being given. And but you can see why if the game doesn't stop and we're about to go through on goal, and some guy just joins our attack because he runs on the pitch halfway through, like you're going mad. He, he can't do that. So it makes sense. But yeah, we've got to get a head around it. Um, the big one though, of course, is TST. So the tournament's called TST, the, the soccer tournament. But at the end of every game, we go into target score time, which means every game ends on a goal, which means if you're winning at the end of regulation 40-minute match, you still got to crack on and play on. You just might be 4-1 up, and that means you've only got to score one goal because the target score time is five. The other team have got to score four goals. So there's a bit of maths to do. You can still do substitutions within target score time. You can still do time. substitutions within that. And that's interesting. We've, we've been looking at it. We're trying to mock you know, target score time. Yeah. Uh, and the approach to it will be, be quite interesting from teams because the fact you've still got to score, you know, we, we yeah. practiced it last week and the team that were winning sat back mm. because they didn't feel, because they only had to score one. And it was interesting because the more the players came off and it whittled down, it then becomes more difficult and yes. you know, more of a, a basketball game. And the fact is every five minutes is a long time. You think, 20 minute halves, we're almost going to go, you could go a full length, game again on top of that you could yes Scary. every five minutes in target score time there isn't a goal or there isn't the deciding goal you lose a player yeah. so 
Have you been involved in one of these sort of uh, scenarios yet? And and how late in the process would you like to come off? Do you want it? Because someone theoretically could be 1v1 at the end of a game. Yeah. Would you back yourself in that situation? Yeah, but I'd have to come off early. My thing is probably take me off early if they don't finish it and then let me come back, back on and try and finish it. Once you get to 1v1, obviously you can't do a sub then. I mean, you could theoretically you you believe in an if, open goal. Yeah, yeah, if the ball's out. But if you get to 1v1, what do you, what they do around... You're just going to be dribbling the ball on do from you the throwing. The does, do you leave <laughs> the keeper? What's a goalkeeper do? At what point do you take the keeper out? And do they allow I feel like on the one two v, and... I feel like from the from the two v two, the keeper needs to be coming to like the halfway line. I'll be mm, amazed yeah. if any games get to because that means they've played like another half an hour yeah. of TFC. And it's surely at least one's going to get. to I hope they've allowed enough time in the schedule for that. In their thinking, they're planning. It's got to be that obviously, as you as you lose. As you lose players, yeah, you know, a team is going to score the one goal that they need. Yeah. I at think one most point, games, a te one one team's only going to need one goal. Exactly, and it's, and it's not like a, a World Cup game where a game might not go to target score time. It's going to go to it mm. every match. I'd, but I think most games will be decided either in that first five minutes or within the, the second five minutes. I don't, I don't think they'll go beyond ten minutes very often in TST target score time. Um, we're not going to mention too much about tactics and things, obviously, because everyone could be watching this on YouTube. You know, we're probably the most scoutable team in terms of content from this season and all the TST coverage we've made is not necessarily other active YouTube channels entering this tournament like we are. So um, we've got to keep some stuff uh, close to our chest. Um, but let's talk about our opponents, though. Um, we'll get to our group specifically in a minute, but we've got massive names taking part. We've got Borussia Dortmund. We've got West Ham, our very... Mine and Devs is very uh, beloved West Ham. We've got Wolves. Uh, we've got Wrexham. We've got Club Nacaxa, which is a, a Liga MX, Mexican professional side. Uh, we've got Hapel Tel Aviv from Israel. Uh, we've got the ex-USA women's national team, which has got a whole plethora of women's World Cup winners in there. The only women's team taking part. Uh, we've got Como from Italy, which is Cesc Fabregas' side. They play in Serie B. He's going to be, I believe, uh, player manager for them. Uh, and then within those teams, we have big names like Mia Hamm on the women's side. Cesc Fabregas, as I mentioned, uh, Demarcus Beasley and Jimmy Conrad have got their own team who are in our group, and that team is littered with ex US men's team players. And actors. Yeah, all actors. Sorts. What yeah. actors? Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy Conrad and Ted Lasso, exactly. Yeah, he's looking yeah, for that. I Oscar. don't know him. No, I don't know him. Wow. I don't know Lasso. You've not seen Ted Lasso? No, I've never seen that. Don't say that over there because that's like number one show of all time over there right I now. I watch Hangover. Hangover. That's also a film, yes. Is that yeah. a... Well done. You seen Jurassic <laughs> Park? Yeah. 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 Godzilla. Also good, yeah. Uh, Kevin Grosskreutz is another Dortmund legend playing. I think they've got Weidenfeller in goal as well. West Ham team is all legends, uh, like Marlon Harewood, Carlton Cole, Matt Jarvis, uh, James Collins, uh, to name a few. Wolves legends are the same. They've got uh, likes of Dar Darius Vassell playing. They've scored a lot of goals for England Vassell's back in the day. playing for who? Yeah. Playing for Wolves. Oh. Vassell, yeah. And they've got Lee Trundle. Do you remember Lee Trundle? No, nah, I don't know him. Do you remember Lee Trundle from Soccer AM with the neck skills and all that? Nah, yeah, I know Stephen Island. He's, He's playing. playing Blades and Grass, is it? Yeah. Grass. So yeah. Stephen, Emil Heskey. Emil Heskey's there. We've played against him before at Hashtag, actually, on a couple of occasions. Uh, was he good? Uh, he, he he won a penalty against... No, did he win a penalty or take the penalty? He won the penalty in the Wembley Cup, the third Wembley Cup against us, I think. Uh, and then we played against him in a game uh, against Star Sixes, didn't we? Um, a few weeks later, he came off in that game quite early, I think, injured. But it's just one of them with Heskey. It was an amazing career. But has he kept it up? You know, and that's not a Heskey comment. That's a comment on any ex-pro playing it, especially the ones that are kind of into their forties. Well, Wembley Cup's an example for you, isn't it? You know, you won. I mean, you played against Steven Gerrard, who'd only been 
out of football playing a year, two yeah. years, Max. Uh, yeah, he's one year We're out. We're still yeah. in really good nick. And yeah, but it's at, mainly about mentality, Rooney. I think. Look at Rooney. What about him? What? Yeah, what happens if we look at him? What? He's a pudding. <laughs> but yeah. Pudding's not a bad thing, though. Right? No, it's not, but he's immobile pudding. <laughs> well, he's not playing. Yeah, but like, that's, that's the kind of stuff. Because he can't wear a hat. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you're gonna you're gonna get the ex pros that I like. Get that. some puddings. Yeah. I think the main thing is about mentality. Even if someone goes there and they aren't in the best shape, if they really football is obviously a competitive beast. If they have that, I'm here to win. I don't care about going out and having a few drinks or any of that. I'm just there to win. There'll be a problem. I was saying this to the to the boys when we were talking about you know. I remember watching Soccer Raid and hearing right frying elbows at people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So angry. Or even Jamie Carragher just, against Joe yeah, Weller in the Wembley yeah. Cup. It's all about motivation. If you can get motivated. Um, if you were to design your perfect team that's going into this, which I know is is a unanswerable question because we've never seen a TST before. We don't no. know what wins it. But what do you think would be the perfect mix? Like, is it us? Is it a team of actual players and teammates that are fit and have played together all year? Is it a blended mixture of high caliber ex-pros with youth and some active semi-pro players? Because we haven't really got too many active professionals taking part in this for obvious reasons. It's their time off. Or if it's not their time off, they're in a season. Yeah. Or, the um, or they're not allowed don't, to. Contracts yeah. don't allow. I think yeah. people like Fabregas are some of the only exceptions. And even then, we don't know how much he's going to play. So what would you like? And you, you don't have to say hashtag is what no, you no, go no. for political reasons. Kind of top tier level semi-pro would probably be the, the, the perfect like a re- Like technically a Wrexham, yeah. but then they're kind if of they pro, were playing, they? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we're not and, and I think special, and this, and But there's... It's going to be specialists out there, aren't they? Yeah. Especially small-sided game specialists. In fact, probably the only person you'd say we've got that maybe falls under that category is, is Jack Downer. Yeah, yeah. Street Panner, who I don't know how much. I know he's played a fair bit, but he's very used to that. It's just about whether for him and for me, I think it's about whether he uh, has that competitive edge because, you know, so much of what he does is about what he can physically do with the ball. But then sometimes that might be the most effective thing. And equally, will the pitch be small enough? Yeah, for him because I think I almost feel like the smaller the pitch, yeah, then tighter it would be. I think it's better for him the smaller the pitch. That's what, That's I mean. what he's saying because oh, yeah, yeah. it's a quite big one. Yeah, listen. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, I'm let's let's talk about our group, okay? Because I'm actually going to make a little predictions video, not today, but about TST, which take it again. It's finger in the air stuff. I don't really know what's going to happen, but I have my hunch on who I think would do well in this tournament. But let's look at our group specifically. I, I personally think it's one of the tougher groups. I think uh, maybe the second or third tough group, but again, that's just based on opinion. In our group, and this is the order of the games we're playing as well, we have Natty SC, which is an abbreviation of Cincinnati. So they were a USL side. Um, they A lot of their players played for them previously and they're only one or two years retired. Or some of them still active, but not in the, that, that team anymore. They've also got a special guest who goes by the name of Chad Ochocinco, who's a very famous NFL player. Um, they're also, you know, uh, yeah, like locals, if you like, American at least. So they're not got to travel because I think that's one thing we've got to contend with that yeah, not everything we have to do. Yeah. You know, we're flying in two days before our first game. We're going to be jet lagged a little bit. Got to try and adjust yeah. to that. We play them at midday on the 1st of June. And then about eight hours later, we play Conrad and Beasley United, which is very interesting. because so Jimmy Conrad has played a handful of times for Hashtag. Very good friend of mine. Um, Demarcus Beasley is also a US legend. A lot of caps for the US Ooh. national team. Their whole team is full Stacks, yeah. of just internationally capped players. Uh, again, I think... Probably average age is five or so years older than our team, if not more, but very high credentials. And then we have Gracie FC, which are a complete unknown. So Gracie FC is Gracie family, which is a, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu 
Jiu-jitsu? They basically invented the sport of jiu-jitsu, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu at least. Uh, Gregor Gracie is heading that up. And, but it, they're not the ones playing. No. They have recruited Brazilian footballers and American Brazilians, which is what they are, uh, to play for them. Some of which have played for the likes of Palmeiras in Brazil or uh, Fluminense. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, we're talking like top tier Brazilian football teams. So I don't think, just because their name isn't necessarily synonymous with soccer, I expect them to still be good. Mm. You know, they've got young players, is it? And they've got some young players, yeah. They're, they're not. Have they, they're going to be Brazilian. published, like, who they've signed and stuff? Yeah, if you follow the guys on Insta, I follow all the teams on there, and they've they've, po- they've not posted people I've heard of, necessarily, but they're still, a lot of them have been professional in Brazil and America. But they've all got Brazilian, some sort of Brazilian link to their name, which, you know, means we're expecting an element of Yoga Benito and, you know, skill on display. I'm not going to ask you to, like, predict how we're going to get on. Don't worry, you've played cage football. Oh, he's yeah. played cage football. <laughs> <laughs> He, I'm, just played, a brute. Played, I'm just a brute. He's played almost half a game against Berry away. <laughs> in, uh, in 35 <laughs> degrees heat. And it was humid as well. I've been doing high altitude training anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to bring... Oh, I forgot my mask. I'll bring it on Thursday. I've got a mask that I've been using. Are we not, we're not playing at altitude though, are we? No, but... Just to heat, help with the training. Right? Heat, training, altitude. And when cousins. you say you've been doing it, you mean what, you've been running up a hill? Nah, you I just walk around. I walk around he's my house. You've got a ladder. <laughs> you got, I, do, I work I go, out upstairs. He runs up the stairs. I go to my attic. I go in my attic. You know? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I think that's a tough group to get out of, guys, to be honest. No, but when you put it like that, yeah, it's pretty scary, isn't it? And you think about... You know, all these tournaments, World Cup, for example, you always say you've got, you got to try and win that first game, right? Mm. I think that's even more the case now because we have no draws. Yeah, we can't go through, through with three draws, can we? You basically mm. need two mm-hmm. wins, really, don't you? Yeah. you? You need two wins. I haven't done the maths on that. There's still three points for, for a win or whatever. But if you win two games, I don't think you, you can't go through. Do we do a parade? No, there will be a world, by the way, because there's, there's, only one, I thought you, there's you... only one world where six points doesn't get you out of a group. And it's, with, it's if one team lost every game. And everyone else beat each other. Yeah. So everyone has two wins. So what is the decider in TST? Oh, there's, there's, a, there's a few of them, aren't there? They, they've, they've listed them. I think it's head, is there head-to-head. Head-to-head. But again, in that condition, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a six 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 zero thing. So I think then it, it they've, might they've, they'll they've, be they've got them listed. It's, 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 you, should, you should have read the rules. We sent them to you. Yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't come down oh, to that. Oh, but I yeah, I, I mean, obviously, the nature of the beast is you either win a million or you don't, right? Only one team's going to do it. Yeah. But if we're looking at it, you know, realistically, we've got to aim to get out of the groups and then see where we end up. You know, if, I think we'll all be disappointed if we don't make it out of the groups just because we didn't get to see how we got on. And mm. we want, as well, for us as a new club, and a new club that's not going to go away after this. So it's not a one-off thing. No. It's important for us that we go out there and we we kind of make make friends and yeah. we, we get people interested in us because we want to grow our... Grow friends? out a support network, don't we? I don't we? want to make friends out there. Well, you haven't got worried I mean, about off that the bit pitch. Much, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you lot yeah. can make friends. I'm staying in the hotel and concentrating on the game. Your mask on at all times. Yeah, yeah. sleep with my mask on. Upstairs. High attitude. Go on the lift to the top so floor. So we'll put you on the top floor then, yeah? Yeah, please. Please. <laughs> you lot can put me on the top floor. Some of the boys need to be on the top floor because then they can't jump out. Name names. I'm not a snitch. But some boys need to be on the top floor <laughs> so they can't. You are a snitch. Yeah, but not on camera. I snitch on the camera as well. <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? Yeah. Just, just write it down. I'll just write it down here. And, <laughs> and, uh, give me one. He needs to be on the top floor because he'll go out if you don't be careful. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, 100%. The camera might pick that up, by the way. I don't think you can see that or not. Um, <laughs> well, listen, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I can't wait. We leave a, a week today. Actually, as we record this today, is the final day teams can register players. 
because um, we had the original sort of lock off date, but today was the last day people can throw in these free mystery names, right? Oh, is it today? Yeah, have, today. Have, we, have they have they announced any yet? No, I mean, their deadline won't, won't pass in two right. or a few more hours. So there difference. could be some. There'll be players. There'll almost certainly be some players we don't know. There's that are playing, definitely yeah. been some being held back. Yeah, aren't there? yeah, well, like big well, names. We were the yeah, first I squad think. to actually announce a squad by by weeks, I and mean, we mm. got our squad out quite early because we had the team to pick it from already. Yeah. A lot of these other teams are still announcing players every day, and even if that registration is only a TST like internal registration. They might not announce their their squad publicly until the tournament yeah. still. Mm. So it's not like we. Yeah, there's a chance it could be some. Even bigger names. Well, think about names. all the sort of publicity that's happened, kept getting bigger as the tournament's got closer. Mm. So then player, teams that maybe haven't been able to attract a certain kind of player yet have now been able to say, well, if you come, Pabregas is going to be there, etc., etc." So it might PK mean Humble's more people can come. There. Yeah, PK Hummel's going to be there. Like, oh, I'll, I'll leave it then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, listen, I can't wait for it. I think it's a really amazing opportunity for us, whatever happens, to get the boys, you know, in many ways, it's a bit of a reward for a great season's work, not just for the the players that are getting to go, but other people like ourselves that associate with the club. But it needs, we need to look at it as more than that. We need to look at it as the culmination of the season. It's already had a great win, a title win, but imagine how good it would be. We talked about the modern treble, like the modern pentathlon. It's hashtag win promotion, yeah. you're done. West Ham win the Conference League final, which we hope will happen, and hashtag win TST. Imagine if those three things happen. That's true. What a world it will be. doesn't count if West Ham win TST, though, does it? <laughs> No, I mean, no, because, yeah, just, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? No. It no, doesn't, no doesn't, doesn't work that way, does it? Conflict of interest. Yeah. And by the way, the final of the Conference League is three days after the final of TST. So think about all the West Ham guys that have gone out there. They've got to then get over to Prague as well. Yeah, hard um, life. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? Not bad <laughs> Imagine from a West Ham perspective, they'll be looking to do a double of sorts, won't they? But I think winning the Conference League is probably worth a bit more than a million dollars. You get in mm. the uh, mm. Europa League off the back of it as well. So West Ham. Would they claim the Ishmael North as part of the modern day treble well they haven't won it <laughs> <laughs> they haven't won it with anyone that won it um, but we wouldn't have won the conference league no no but this is my this is my <laughs> oh your one this right, is what yeah. I want what happened for me as a man um, with that in mind apart from the three teams in our group is there anyone you would love to face out there in the knockouts or love to not face no I think it's a bit exciting to face so any of us. them I, I think, think that would, yeah someone like I think Everybody Como would be great. I think Wrexham would be Wrexham really fun. Like West Ham, Wrexham. I'm um, sorry, hashtag Wrexham the, match. The, the, the US women's team, like World Cup winners, Olympic gold. They're all in the same group, those three teams. So, uh, yeah, just... So only two of them getting out. Some icons of, of women's football. That's the stacked group, that. You've got Wrexham, you've got uh, the US women's national team, Como, and Say Word in the same group. And in the West Ham's group, you've got Castro's side. Obviously, big FIFA streamer, Castro, good friend of the club. He was at one of our games recently. He was at one of our games. Yeah. He didn't came realize, and we us. Didn't, what we didn't know at the time was he was on the secret scouting mission. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he actually did tell me, to be fair. But it was the Sudbury game, I think, wasn't it? Was it the uh, game before that? Oh. It was one of the big... I think it was Sudbury, it was, yeah. Um, so he was there for that. And then um, his team's called Dallas United. So they're playing West Ham. That's very cool. Um, I don't know this for sure. But I was looking at the way the brackets and things work. And if it's done the same way the World Cup's done, i.e., you know, winners of Group A, A play winners of Group whatever, then if we win our group, we play a team from the Wrexham Como group. Mm. That's what I think, if it's done the same way. So if we win our group, I think we play second from that group. If we right. come second in our group, we play the winner of that group. So unless I'm wrong about that, there's a good chance if we get out, we face a Wrexham or West oh, Ham. So, yeah, so it could be like the, the gang play hashtag. Not West Ham, I keep saying West Ham. Wrexham, Wrexham. or Como. Wrexham or Como, yeah. Or, uh, yeah, the gang, the gang play hashtag. Gang great hashtag. Do you watch what that show? Yeah, what a show. I went to see Love the podcast it. live. Did you it's see always it? sunny in Philadelphia. It? No. Did 
Did you? But, yeah, yeah, I went to see it in Dublin. It was fantastic. I, I hope Rob and Ryan will be there. I'm hoping they bring the, 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 the gang. Yeah, can, Charlie down there. Danny yeah, DeVito. The tailgate. If you, ha- if you don't know what we're talking about, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Hilarious show. Um, and obviously Rob McElhenney is the co-owner of Wrexham. He's the creator of that show. And Watch Untagged. Yeah, Watch Untagged as well, which you're, you might be listening to right now. If you're not and you're watching this on our main YouTube channel, make sure you get involved. It's on all good audio platforms. Yep. It's on the hashtag United Extra channel. Usually my friend Stampy, who's behind the camera today, uh, is presenting it and he has all kinds of fantastic guests and often this man here, PK Humble. Well, um, final thoughts for TST, PK. Excited? Get me nervous? on the plane. Get me on the plane right now. Right now, I'm ready. You ready? I'm gonna sleep. I'm, I don't know if I should sleep on a plane because obviously I need to get the timeing right because I don't get jet. Well, so I don't said, get jet yeah, we're getting up early that day. Six forty-five. Right? That's the flight. No, that's though. what time you got to be. There. That's the flight. Pardon me. Now what time is the flight? No, the flight's about quarter to nine. Okay, so we've got to be at the airport. Six forty-five. So you're getting up at what time? Six. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Good <not>. luck. <laughs> Go get the Heathrow. Um, I think we're gonna be getting up like four or five a.m. that day, and then uh, so I think you should try and grab some sleep on the plane if you can, but then sort ourselves out that and night. Stay up, stay up before. Well, if you get a bit of sleep on the plane, it will make up for the sleep you've probably lost that night because you wouldn't have you would have got up early. Yeah. And then power through, have an early night when you get in there. Maybe. What time do we arrive there? I think we land in the early afternoon, don't yeah, we? Because of the yeah. So I should sleep the whole plane journey, and then yeah, I'm gonna stay up. From the night before. We'll see. We'll work it out. You better sleep. First class is comfortable. Oh, well, first class, yeah. You're not in first class. Oh, what? I thought it was, I thought everyone was first class. <laughs> You're all first class in my, in my eyes. What? But, um, oh, very just, much economy. Is it just staff? <laughs> the club paying for it, mate. So unfortunately, it's no one. Um, devs. Yeah. Any part of you wish you were playing in this? And I don't mean necessarily you as a... Not now. As a now. I would yes. love to have played in it. What are you laughing at? Because I've seen you strike the ball. <laughs> No, but the thing is, Dev, you you as a player very I much. I'm still striking better than you do. You were very much of the level that you said would probably be the optimum level for mm. this tournament, maybe a level below mm. that. But as a player, you were kind of in the same sort of leagues that hashtag are now in, weren't you? So, so you would have probably been. Other than that, probably would have taken his taken PK spot. Yeah. yeah. No, but at that time in 1966, people were playing on top World Cups, though, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. You know, Devs was on the provisional list for the 1966 World Cup. Is it? Just, just didn't make it. Bobby Charles. Yeah. Were you? No, I'm just surprised. I mean, he was. He was. He wasn't born for another 17 years after that. But yeah, he was born after 1966. He's born in the 80s, mate. I thought he was. What's I thought he was BC. Like I thought he was BC. Weren't you? Oh no, you weren't born in the 80s. <laughs> no, 76. Yes. Yeah, I remember your Twitter name. Yeah. Ten, you were born ten years after 1966. Yeah. Okay. So how did ten. you watch it then? DVD. VHS. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, that is it for this episode of Untagged. I hope you've enjoyed it. Do leave us a review rating on Spotify or wherever it is you're listening to uh, our podcast because it does help us a lot. And uh, yeah, hopefully you've enjoyed it. And that is the end of this first ever series of Untagged. Big thanks to PK and Stampy and any other guests that have come on the show and uh, made this what it is. We'll be back for the new season with uh, more stuff for you guys. So we'll see you then, and uh, hopefully we'll be a million dollars richer when we do. Bye-bye.